Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about philosophers. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, what are the characteristics of a philosopher programmer in a software engineering team? Well, they're usually the person, they fall into one or two categories. Either they f are philosophers of coding or they're philosophers of process. And uh, it's good to make a distinction of which one you're to when you're dealing with. Uh, so the philosophers of process will uh, question everything, or literally, very often they will uh, question why you are doing things in a certain way, why are you using Scrum and not Lean, or why are you using Lean and not Scrum, why are you using uh, Waterfall and not Agile, etc, etc. Uh, they will question how you groom stories. They will question how you, uh, how you, uh, you if you use a Kanban board. They will question how you prepare work, how UX is working, how you talk to users, etc., etc. That's sort of their area. Anything related to the preparation or the actual, like the administration of the. Uh, of the work and retros and things like that. Like how do you do your retro? And then you have the code philosophers who usually have an opinion about everything in tooling. They will, they you you you, you can start spotting them a little bit. It depends. I'm not going to say you can't really tell if someone is a philosopher in the first few days, but you you can tell at the very least if someone has a need to prove themselves by how many. You can count how many tool suggestions are they and tool suggestion and tool improvements do they make make within the first two days in the code base where we usually that's the time when they're going to be onboarded where they're going to look at the code and their first reaction will be oh this could be better etc etc and they're going to make a bunch of suggestions on how to improve things and that dies off very very quickly usually because the need for humans to uh, engage in something uh, I, th I argue this is my philosophy my my uh, theory it is a survival mechanism when you're being introduced into a new herd your first priority is to prove yourself to the herd so they will let you stay and this is their manifestation of that uh, so they try to impress or try to do something to show that they're useful and can contribute and when they realize that the herd has accepted them uh, that dies off immediately because now there's no fear anymore uh, which is incidentally the same reason why I believe that m the majority of people do anything whatsoever because when there is no danger as I like to say you have to give people either incentive or a physical limitation of some sort in order for to get them to do anything over time and when the environment is relaxed and very forgiving they go very lazy very quickly so the code uh, code philosophy is like that more that inclined like a lot of suggestions on new tools and uh, a lot of new patterns usually they have a lot of thoughts around how to write code and if you want to test them out you just get them into the testing as quickly as possible they usually have a lot uh, of thoughts on how to write proper testing how to br uh, like how do how do you do uh, like yeah, the semantics around what right the right sort of tests are, they're the sorts of people who will have a very long and a very lengthy discussion with you about dry principles, etc., etc., etc. These are usually the telltale signs that you're dealing with a philosopher. Now, the best sort of situation for you 
when you're dealing with a philosopher is if you have a because the thing is, you usually philosophers have a point to some of the stuff that they want. The dangerous part is when they get to go too wild with things. And that's where you sort of have to have a balancing act in place, I think. Because if you pair a philosopher programmer with a team that doesn't really give a shit about things, uh, it's very dangerous because then they have free reign. Uh, or if they're alone, they have free reign to do a lot of the things they are doing and although you as a company might to a certain degree, depending on how your viewpoint is uh, and so forth, appreciate the sort of innovation, innovative ideas and so forth that comes from a philosopher, what you don't understand, which is the thing that I know, that I've uh, seen happen over and over and over and over, is that the the thing that you think is happening, which is oh they're innovating, they're making our company strong stronger, they're like producing all of this uh, you know this extra value now because they're so so driven and so smart. No, what they're doing is that if you're lucky, that is what's happening. If you're unlucky, what's happening is that they are educating themselves at the company's expense. In a way that is more destructive than if you paid for a person's, you know, Udemy account or something like that, because you can think of it more as this is a person who is just taking the resources that makes you money, your code, and just playing around with it like a sandbox. That is what they're doing in essence. They're trying to. It's like a child playing in a sandbox. They're just going to scoop things around and so forth and so forth. If you're lucky, you're going to be still in a good state. And if you're extremely lucky, you have a very experienced software developer who knows what they're doing and actually makes a meaningful contribution. But more often than not, what's ha what, will, what will happen is that they will get bored with scooping around this in your code. And when they get bored with uh, the thing that they've done, the thing that is left is legacy, which incidentally causes problems for the next person who now has to add to that, which now actually starts a spiral where your legacy code starts growing because you allowed someone to at the end they I've seen this before guys they fuck off they might fuck off because they're bored or as I said like either they stay in the company and they get bored and they just leave it as an ugly mess that now needs to be maintained or they fuck off to a new company and then you're left sort of with whatever they did and I actually have seen this more than a few times now uh, and the story is always the same and the thing that people don't realize is the difference between someone who is not they're not innovating they're, they're just enthusiastic about different practices and they are um, they are teaching themselves the difference between as my coworker used to say motion and change or progress and motion and the only way they can do that, which is the way I usually tell people, the cost that you pay for having inexperienced software developers unchecked is the is measured in legacy code. And that is what you're getting usually when you get a philosopher programmer. It's the same thing with the process programmer. I can guarantee you practically that uh, if you have a process programmer or like a philosopher in that area, they will start to introduce a lot of principles uh, that may either help or they may slow down your entire work process. I've worked, guys, I've worked with people who are so diehard into Scrum that the entire team was unhappy. They didn't give a shit because Scrum is the way. And 
people like that they have actually a f they 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 are you, as a manager unless you know what you're looking for they seem to be the sort of per people that you want into the company because they breathe breathe in new fresh air etc etc right but if you can't tell what the actual effect and outcomes are of what they're doing you might just have a person who is sort of like it's just a it's just a noise machine an overpowered Duracell noise machine who actually doesn't help much they're just making a lot of noise so what I want you to take away from this is that the way you know if you have a philosopher in your team is usually the one of two either they are the if you think about your coworkers if you have one or two people that you can either identify as the person who is always suggesting a new way of doing the retrospective or the stand up or code reviews or something like that that is your uh, process philosopher usually or if you have someone who's always who always has an opinion on how to write proper unit tests or always has an opinion about uh, how to, testing is as is like a big one uh, or if they have a thought on what types of tools to use what types of libraries to use how to write things etc so that they always have an opinion about that and they always have a new innovative way of doing that that's usually uh, the uh, the code philosopher and my tip to you is very simple these people can be a great help you if you have one of these people who manages to get to the pragmatic master level and like they get the skills needed to know when to make a decision over when it's good better to just be a little bit conservative they can be one of the most beneficial things these are the people that you want in your your company because you they will come with ideas when it is appropriate but now you if you're you're not careful you will pay the cost of educating that person to the pragmatic master level and that's something that the company should ideally not want should ideally avoid because it has a, usually a very negative impact on the code base so you have to make sure that these sorts of people are paired with very experienced software developers who can basically go in and say yeah I'll hear what you're saying but no I don't think that at this moment this is a good idea etc etc it's not about blocking people or putting them down it is about pairing creative uncontrolled creative innovation creative energy with experience and that is very a very good uh, thing I feel at the very least because when I was a philosopher programmer that is the situation that I was in and it taught me a lot by just being with the, uh, the really experienced software developers who sort of knew if my ideas were good or if they were gonna turn out bad even before I knew it have a great day